Hi, I'm Joanna Pitt. And I'm Andrea Wright. And you are listening to This Aquarian Life. Well, we have <laughs> music and artwork and when the future materializes, we'll we'll show that to you too. <laughs> this is our future incarnation and we're making it in real time. We're making it happen in real time. Andrea. We're converged. Hi. How did you come up with this amazing title? Give us the skinny. Tell us. Uh, well, we, Joanna and I, record. we had a sort of, let's just do this. And we recorded ourselves having a conversation for about an hour. And then we're like, all right, well, what do we call this? How do we do this? And we went back and forth for a little while. And then we took a break. It's like, all right, you know what? Let's hang up. And, and I had to, and I went to, uh, I went to the gym and I just started moving my body and I had the idea, but we were thinking of things too. We were going back and forth. I really wanted to call this backstage Dharma. I thought backstage Dharma was like the title. Alas, we found a better title. <laughs> I feel like Dharma is very <laughs> limiting to those that actually know what it means. And it's not it's just or not care. clear for those or care and those that don't know or care of what that means um right now I, i'd like to it as we introduce ourselves and get to know one another uh for the this current lifetime because we've traveled together in in previous lifetimes over and over again um what does this Aquarian life mean to you? Meaning we're moving into this new era, we're moving into a new age. And what can you explain the embodiment of that and how it's important? Well, I know for me, there's been this uh, very consistent dissatisfaction with how I have been just relating to my life and to the world in general. This kind of nagging feeling. I think a lot of people have felt this where it's like, it just felt like things weren't, I just wasn't, uh, in, in a good harmony, I suppose with like things. I mean, quite frankly, I've said this publicly before. The reason I even started embarking on spiritual quests and journeys and inquiries was because I wanted to book more commercials. <laughs> Because I was an Love actor. It. Commerce and, I, and capitalism. I I well, I think I knew. I was like, I, I had a feeling that, yes, there is a sort of linear path to living your life. But I think I was always aware that there's way more to living a, a, a really fully embodied, wide, wonderful life than this linear uh, thinking and what I had been brought up with. Like, I think in the back of my mind, there was always this feeling of there's got to be more than this. No, 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 no. I just feel like there's more to it than this. There's more to it than this. And that kind of constant um, just, but I've always been this way. I've always been extremely inquisitive. I mean, I, I remember I wouldn't be able to sleep at night and my dad would lie down on the floor next to me. And I mean, the poor man, I'd be like, dad, how big is God though? How, and I, this is actually, this is, you know, poor, my poor parents, but like, I remember getting into talk about heaven and the afterlife and saying to my dad, but, but what do you mean? It just goes on and on and on and on. 
like I, if if he told me, well, in like sixty three billion years there's an end, I'd be like, oh, okay, all right, I can handle that, and I couldn't handle the idea that just something went on into infinity. So I mean, that's what we were starting at, and then um, you know, it's like. I've always been on a quest of sorts and I lived in LA for 20 years and <laughs> I live in Sedona. So it's not like, not like you can't find stuff still, but, um, I think I could just, I can just, I mean, I can always get more into it, but like, I just always knew there was more, there was more, there was more to learn. There was more to do. There's more than just getting up, doing a day, going to bed, that kind of thing. Um, I got into Kundalini yoga in 2012. I did a little program, uh, for like a year long program, uh, in 2012. And we did Kundalini yoga every morning. And that was my sort of gateway into really having a practice, really having like, um, a practice and a community of people. And, um, I, I went to one studio and then I found Rama in 2014 where I met you. Well, I actually met you at Tej's class. And um, the really wonderful, all-encompassing sort of Ouroboros. Is that how you pronounce it, by the way? Ouroboros? Like just the, the, wi the wide web of being in that community was just so many different options and opportunities to learn about everything. Um, non-linear about our existence, you know, Ayurvedic diets and sound healing and, and just so many, so many exciting things to explore on earth that didn't involve the sort of status quo. So that, I mean, and honestly, my life just kept getting better. And suddenly I didn't care about, about booking commercials. I was, I was like, oh, actually, I don't think I care about doing that anymore, do I? Um, and I mean, anybody that knows me, I, mean, I have a very, very technicolor life. It's a very fantastic life. And it's something that um, I was able to discover on my own, but also co-create on my own and also really take from the teachers and the friends and just the colleagues and uh, using that to elevate me. So, and you had a similar, I mean, we had, I, we had similar, not similar upbringings. Yeah. You and I. yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, it's fascinating to hear this and it's, and I think that it's important sometimes to, to look back, to see your own journey, to understand these steps, because as we become more front and center and sort of take up the mantle of our leadership and our communities and sort of, um, you know, understanding how consciousness works and understanding how frequency works and how the universe works, et cetera, et cetera. We've been there, right? We've gone through these moments and understanding, you know, what it feels like to look in the mirror and say, is this all I've got? because this is all I've been able to do so far. And I think that was, you know, a, a turning point for me um, when I was, I guess, in my late 30s. And, I, you know, even before that, I, I too was on some kind of quest. It was a little different, I think, than, than your path, certainly starting young, asking, asking the big questions. But 
I think for me, it was more around being my most authentic self and not understanding or even using those words, right? I just knew that I felt like I wasn't really being the full extent of me, whatever that was. And it was kind of confusing because I grew up in a tradition where we, you know, there was life cycles and things that were supposed to happen by a certain age. You know, you go to a good uh, high school, you get into a wonderful college, you get a great job, you go to graduate school, you get a law degree, you get a medical degree, you get a business degree, whatever, you know, another advanced degree. You get married, you have your 2.4 children, right? You you move into a really nice house and a good neighborhood with good schools. And as, you know, as I was getting older and aging and living my life and a lot of that stuff, some of it was happening for me and some of it wasn't. But I was always on this sort of search for the deeper truth and the deeper experience of myself. And I guess when I then I hit that moment in my late 30s, when I did legitimately look at myself in the mirror, I remember very vividly having the conversation with myself saying, this is going to go one of two ways. Either this life is going to get a whole lot better, or it's going to stay at this very low vibration, and I will never be happy. I will never fulfill this sort of great destiny that I'd always envisioned of experiences that I had here um, in Los Angeles and, and doing all kinds of healing modalities and meeting different people and finding different communities and subcultures. I, I also stumbled um, into Kundalini yoga and meditation and it, almost exactly to, to your point, it's, things just started getting better. I started feeling better. I started liking myself more. I met like-minded individuals that also were looking to grow and have a better experience of their life, have a bigger experience of their life. And it didn't need to be, you know, material things. It wasn't the houses or the money or the clothes or any status symbol. Um, and there, in many ways, there was a shedding of all of that. I didn't, I, the trappings of this sort of beautiful life that I was programmed for started to just disintegrate and they didn't really matter anymore. And and here I am, and I didn't have an agenda. And I think that was part of the my path, particularly. And I think a lot of people that you and I have come into contact with, it's, you know, there's there's never been this sort of feeling like an, a deep attainment. And I think there's been so much confusion in the spiritual quote unquote world about that, that I really would love to dispel and talk more about some of this stuff because there's a lot of false narratives going on. Something I want to also, I kind of want to re I want to kind of edit what I said too, is that, you know, things got better, but what I think I really mean is I just handled things better. Like life still came at me and there was still a lot of like fallout of just past choices and decisions that I'd made, you know, like we talk, well, we talk about this in our next episode, which will <laughs> our future selves. To about it. Well, we're two manifesting generators. So we basically dove in and started talking and then we finished. We're like, okay, we have no introduction. No one knows what the hell we don't know what this, what this is. We should probably do a sort of prequel episode where we're like, hello, we are doing this podcast about this thing and this thing. And we're <laughs> We're going to be very clear about it, but I th I just wanted to say that, you know, 
I got, I was able to really work through a lot of things that had sort of been piling up in my psyche and what have you. And it was sort of like kind of getting like, like basically diving into the deep end and swimming out to the edges in many different directions. And and I think it's, that that sounds like what it was for you too, or it was like, there's a lot of undoing that has to happen. And there's a, ha- there's a lot of like regrowth that has to happen. And there's a lot of discipline that has to happen because I think it's very easy for us to fall into patterns. And, you know, we see this too with the, when you're talking about the attainment, which is like, I know for me, we, I think we all think it at some point because we're sitting there in an, in a class or in a seminar and we're seeing someone on stage presenting a level of mastery because they're on stage. They're the ones teaching or whatever, leading us through the thing. And I think there is that, we talked about this a little bit too, about the pedestalizing of the teacher or the lecturer, like somehow they have, they have more knowledge than us or, and I think we all play that. I mean, I played that little scenario where it's like, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to get up there and teach too. This is what I'm going to do. Because it's like, you, you realize that the, the, the reality that you've, I should say for me, the reality I created was not sufficient. So I'm looking for a new reality and I'm looking for a, a new model, really. How can I pour myself into something that feels meaningful and more me? And I think a lot of, I think I know because people have told me, they're like, well, I'm going to quit my job and open a yoga studio and buy a gong and I'm going to do the thing. And da, da, da. And I remember Guru Jagat being like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, no, not in work. Yeah. On here. But, um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to touch on that part about the, you find like we 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 dive into these things and then we're like all right well how do i practically apply this to my life and what has to go for this to come in and what can stay for this to come in and i know a lot of people experience disruption when they find any new modality because again you're the world you've built the people around you have expectations about you and then all of a sudden it's that moment of, I want to do things differently. And I've been very lucky. My husband's very, I mean, I don't know if he's on board. He just sort of accepts it. He's like, okay, like, sure. (laughs) So how was that for you though? Because I know you have a very tight family. You're all very close and there were certain, there are certain expectations and beliefs. So how was it for you to I think it definitely was the moment where I really gave myself permission to explore my possibilities. It just happened mm-hmm. to take take this form of yeah. doing yoga, doing meditation, um, meeting new people, creating new connections. And as I waded in those waters, you're exactly right. A lot fell away, but thankfully I also had support from people that really had my best interest at heart and thought, well, if this is working and she feels good, I'm going to keep my mouth shut, you know, and there definitely were questions and, you know, about 
you know, this, this practice and of like, well, why do you wear it? Why is everybody wearing all white? And why everybody's got these funny names and, you know, you're gone all the time. And, and it was funny because I remember too, I mean, I just was like disappear for, you know, weekends or whatever. But one of the things I thought was very fascinating was I started looking at my credit card statements and things from, you know, going out to dinner and going to the movies and buying lots of clothes and, you know, where I was spending my extra money all of a sudden started shifting to like yoga workshop, yoga, <laughs> gas, you know, that was it, you know, it was like, and, 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 and. It was almost overnight, this shift and it, you know, the, the amount of dollars didn't change, but what I was spending it on changed. And, and that was sort of, you know, the outward display of really what was going on inside, which is that I wasn't spending my energy and effort and my brain power thinking and my thoughts really thinking about, you know, how to look good and how to compete with other people and how to stay up to date with, you know, the latest outfit or, you know, making sure I, I, you know, was up on whatever the news was and the gossip, et cetera, and more things turned internal. And it was just about me being me working on me. And the longer I did that, the better I felt. And no one can really argue with that. I mean, it's a hard thing to say to someone right? You know, well, you shouldn't be doing that because, you know, the results are too good. And people do feel awkward because you're moving into a new energetic frequency that they don't relate to. So then this is where the real work comes in is how do we hold a higher frequency and still allow everyone to hold whatever their frequency is at whatever level it is, and that be a gift. And I think that it takes energy to have discernment. And we use that word a lot because we have to, we really have to. And we, we, you see it a lot where it's like, you know, when I'm talking to someone about having more of an open mind and letting people do what they want, it's like, that's on me too, because, you know, I don't drink anymore. And that was, that's like a big, can you please, the dog, um, householding, uh, you know, I, so I stopped drinking back in like 2015 and the big, the big kind of muscle test was going to be going home to Christmas when like, I mean, we just, we'd have a, we'd have a ball at Christmas every year, my family and I, and, um, you know, it's now it's a big, whatever, like, but I remember that being, it wasn't even, I mean, there've been moments where I've had to like, sort of come out <laughs> to my, to my family about certain things. And it's like, yeah, um, you know, the word, the W word, the witch word would come up sometimes. And I'd be like, yeah, I think we might need to talk about the context of that word. (laughs) Like maybe, but I mean, my parents are very, I mean, they've always been super supportive of me. I mean, I shipped off to LA to be an actor. Like, I mean, I think from, from the get-go, they knew it wasn't going to be a traditional path for me, whatever I ended up doing. And by the way, they love you. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. we're talking. <laughs> no, my mom's like, I love Joanna. And it's, I swear, it's like, I do feel like this is something where we are very supportive to each other. And I'm, I'm super grateful for, because I mean, I do think that yours and my work, if I'm, if I may be so bold, 
to state that I, I do think that we are here to help bridge people between paradigms. And and I want to, I'm aware that like, there's a lot of very charged new agey words, you know, reset and, and, you know, new consciousness and rapture, whatever. but I know my, like, it, it's, it's actually, it, it normalizes things for my parents to meet someone like you, who's like, oh, here's someone who also went to a good school, like did the same thing, like had the same kind of parenting probably that, you know, oh, the same thing. And she's normal and cool and healthy and funny and smart and, and relatable. And, and she's, you know, it's, it's okay. It's like, we're like, see, it's like, we're not, we're not that weird actually. Um, and I do think that at least what I try to do for people as much as I can is just normalize it. And I know I learned a lot from Gerda Jugget because she'd call shit out all the time. She'd be like, I know we look pretty weird, don't we? Or like, we'd be doing some, you know, she's like, she's like, yeah, I know you're like, you know, get to the point and we're, cause we're, you know, waving our hands and, and whatever. And I think you really have to like, we do have to step out and say, yes, <laughs> we're aware. We're aware that this is all way beyond what a lot of us can understand and we're trying to figure it out. And we want, if we can, if I can help like lessen some of the, the learning curve for people or, or soften some of the edges and be like, Oh yeah, you know what? Don't go down that corner. Cause um, there's a very loud barking dog. Like, like go to go try that way instead. Like I'm happy to do that, you know? Yeah. And I think too, just to have that understanding again, everybody's on their own path and it's going to take them whatever time it's going to take them just like it took you and me a, a long time and a very circuitous route, you know, to get through whatever we needed to get through to mature enough to understand what it was that we needed and also how to get to meet ourselves where we were at and then move forward. And so the other thing I also want to just reiterate is neither of us are interested in converting anyone or proselytizing. That's not what this is about. Don't We're do just, it. <laughs> no, don't do it. <laughs> We're just having conversation here. <laughs> no, I, but it's it's an important point because I do think that in my immaturity and in evolution of all of this, I absolutely tried to recruit people to do the thing that I'm doing because I wanted it to feel more normal for me where it's like, well, if all my friends are doing it, then it's okay. Right. But, you know, I, I was definitely very enthusiastic. Like when I met Guru Jugget and I wanted everyone, I'm like, you guys, you got to meet this person and see this person, blah, 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 blah. And some of them came and some of them didn't, some stayed, some left. And it was like, to me, it's just, I get very enthusiastic and excited about things. And I'm always like, whatever my current thing is, I'm talking about it. But I, but the last thing I would want is for someone to like, you know, white knuckle their way into something because they think they should do it because I don't, it's none of my business. I don't want that karma either. It's like, don't, I'm doing it because it's like watching a celebrity do a skin regimen. She's like, and I do this thing and that thing. And I'm like, that's really great for you. I'm so not doing that. Like, Right, 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 right. You know? Yeah. And I think too, I mean, we both practice Kundalini yoga and meditation. It is not that common, but we think it's fantastic, right? It's a specific technology. Um, you know, we do a lot of chanting. We do a lot of breath work. There's sound 
experiences and really working with sound currents and um, chanting and, and yoga and moving the body. And really, I think both of us have committed a, a long time ago, I should say, to, you know, doing a daily practice. And when you commit to something to do it every single day, you do get results and it does make a difference, but you choose it and it chooses you. And there are so many different modalities um, that I've, you know, encountered and I've talked to other people. And my feeling is, is that if you want to raise your consciousness, there's a million ways to do it and find the way that works for you. And try things out and have an open mind and it doesn't you don't have to lock into one modality i think too you and i work with lots of different things and i'm you know i'm learning the tarot and it's such an interesting um system with archetypes and to understand how energy works and how it, how energy moves every day and throughout experiences that we have and i love it so and and obviously i'm um, very into astrology and I practice astrology and I study and I teach and I give readings and working with the planets, understanding how that, again, that energy system moves. Um, it's very dynamic and it's never ending. There's so many different ways in. I mean, there are millions of astrologers and everybody has their own unique perspective and we have something to learn from everyone as far as I'm concerned. So, I mean, we also need people to, we need, we need this diversity of expertise too. Like, I mean, I, I remember uh, running into someone and they were, they were talking about death doula work and I was like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. I don't, I don't have time for that. I'm not, I'm not going to go do that. Even if she was like, oh my God, you got you know what I mean? But like the fact that she's off doing it, like she's going to be a great death doula. And that's the thing we need. We need really good tarot readers. We really need really good astrologers. And if we all, if we're all doing the same thing, then we're not really making it our own either. Like we talked about this in the, in the other episode about the Aquarian hive mind. And I think that your burning curiosity about something, that's kind of your, that's your divine mission, I think, is, you know, because astrology, as we know, I mean, there's like 20 different house systems. There's all kinds of different approaches. I mean, you could spend a lifetime studying the nodes. I mean, it's, it's in the same thing with Kundalini. You could spend a lifetime doing one Kriya. And I also like to be an example for people of rebellion and saying, no, I'm not going to do that Kriya. Like there was every, every retreat here in Sedona, they do Siddharshan Chakra Kriya in the morning. And you know what? I'd be like, no, I'm not doing it. And it was kind of funny because the new people would be like, what? You're, and I'm like, no, I've been doing this for 10 years. I don't like that Kriya. I do my, I don't, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I'm being an adult woman and I'm saying, no, I'm not going to do it. But I'm not like, I'm not being a, an, like an asshole about it either. I'm, I'm just quietly like lying on my mat and having a little sadna nap. But I, I think that that's also what I love about, about, about Kundalini yoga too, is like, there are a lot of yogic rules or things that I could have been like, okay, I'll do that too. And I'm like, no, I eat, guys, I eat meat. <laughs> like a lot of people are like, oh my God, I have to be a vegetarian and I have to do this and I have to do that. And it's like, you don't have to do anything. 
You do what gives you energy and what feels good to you. And if, if one day I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I actually think I might do well having a cold shower. I'll do it. But I've never felt pressured. I've never felt like I, you know, I must do this thing or that thing to be like, to attain something. And you know, at the end of it all, I might be like, they might say to me, okay, Andrea, like, you know, I'm at the gates and they're like, you didn't do the cold showers. You got to go back. Then I'll be like, all right, all right. Oh, you got God. me. I don't think so. Uh, that's going to happen. <laughs> I think there's plenty of... This is what I also say to people is like, there are plenty of people doing perfectly well from what I can see that have never done a lick of Kundalini yoga. I, there are people in my life who have never, never tuned in and they're doing great. They're, they're have, so I'm not going to mess with that. But if somebody asks me and they're like, Hey, I want to try this thing. It's like, yeah, come try it. See what you think. And I think too, you know, my intention as well is to normalize these conversations, normalize yoga, meditation, normalize energy work and energy hunting certainly is something that, you know, is a phrase that we've been attuned to, to understand is follow the energy, look where it leads you, see what's beneath the surface, see how deep you can go inside a new energy field. Does it give you energy, right? Or is it some kind of dead end? Um, and yeah. I think that this is part of the expansion of our consciousness. And as we move into the new age to normalize this language and to bring it in, certainly the younger generations are growing up with all of this and it's completely understandable to, you know, swap timelines and move things around. And, and the AI, you know, era is here and we're also really tuning in much more deeply as I think you can attest to, is your intuition. So following that, you know, the the charge that's saying, try this, do that, move in this direction, go deeper here, or slow down, rest, nap, regroup, recharge. Yeah. And certainly in this time frame that you and I are recording, the energy is very active. And I've been talking with a lot of people you know, some, I've been sleeping a lot all week until today where my energy just like ramped up real high, real hot, real fast. And I think for you, you know, it was a little different like earlier in the week. So there, you know, yep. energy is moving and people are following the solar flares and all of this kind of thing, and which I find very fascinating. Yeah. I don't understand any of it. Like yeah. I, I, people post these things about the Schumann and I'm like, all right. I know that's a I cool took a <laughs> I know. Like, it's like it's yeah. like oh, that's pretty it's green and purple and red and yeah what is but even like but this is what i mean though too about really loving that people are so curious to like figure it out so even like i'll call you and and we'll talk about this like you know saturn opposing venus and you'll you'll give me all these like quadrants and, and numbers and i'll be like okay but what does it mean like just <laughs> tell me what does it mean um but I think well, that's like where we get to step up though. And, yeah. and, and also what do you think it means? You know, it's not that I think you have more information than me, but you have certainly asked me the right questions or have said, you know, you've, you've allowed me to, to figure it out for myself from my own embodied experience. 
Yeah. And again, it's like that's when the pressure, the pressurization and our <clears throat> our normal behavior is to think, oh, there's something wrong and you got to you, you need to lead with the head. And the thing that I've been really attuned to more and more is leading from the heart and leading from the body and coming from a feeling experience of that understanding that energy frequency from a feeling place, a somatic place, rather than from the head. The head isn't always going to give you the answer because your head is filled with thoughts that come from other people or, you know, or, uh, you know, the environment or your parents or some conditioning or limiting belief that you took on when you were young of, oh, well, life doesn't work this way because, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. Money 100% grows on trees, let me just tell you, um, right? <laughs> we have to reprogram ourselves. And sometimes we run into these moments where there's confusion or doubt, you know, self-doubt. Doubt is the great eraser. Doubt will literally stop you in your tracks. It'll prevent you from moving forward. And in many cases, you'll turn around to what's safe and secure. But that's not going to help you move forward. That's just going to keep you stuck. So here we are, right? You find out what it is. You learn new language. You understand that, you know, there's more than one answer to all of this. You know, there's more than one solution and that um, tuning in deeper into the body, tuning into your own intuition, getting into your clear senses a little bit more, clairaudient, clairsentient, clairvoyant. We all have these capabilities um, and it's really fascinating to watch them develop and grow and build those muscles. I mean, I'm certainly trying to figure out mine. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there, I have way more capability. I haven't even tapped into some of it. And uh, that's what, yeah. that's what's coming ahead for me. And I think too, and that, you know, it's that trusting the voice and that like, you know, even though I might have, it might be a very faint thought that I have or a very quiet, nudgy, subtle, oh, that's interesting. It's like, you know, actually taking that and not, not leaving it at that's interesting. It's like, well, what if I actually acted on that? What if I actually did that? What if I actually, you know, and for me, the, one of the ways I, I trick myself into doing these things is experimenting. Like, well, let's, as an experiment, what if I went to Switzerland and hand delivered this crystal to the client? What if I, what if? And then, you know, if I can be more playful about any of these things and not take it so seriously or not feel like it's such a heavy, like, I don't know. I mean, should I? Like, one time Ian and I were driving down the PCH. It was, this is awful. There's this guy like standing, like looking over the ocean. Just, I don't know, it's sunset. And Ian's like, do I take the promotion? Do I marry Becky? This weird like narrative overlay of some guy just like, I mean, who knows? Maybe he's just thinking about dinner. <laughs> but all I'm saying is like, I mean, this is, I don't know, the, the life itself, like this, this earth that we're on, it's, it's, there's going to be all kinds of pressure already, already kind of inserted and programmed. And so I think another thing I know what we want to be doing and part of the, the, um, just the, the inspiration for this podcast is, you know, okay, let's, let's lighten it up a little bit. Let's, okay. So let's, 
you know, if we can talk about things that other people are thinking maybe just they're going through or, you know, we can be doing things that people are then admiring or being like, oh, Andrea had no fucking clue what she was doing and she just kind of did it and it worked out. Maybe I can have no fucking clue about this thing, but be like, all right, let me try it. You know, whatever the thing is. Um, something I wanted to say, though, because it is timely and it is this period that we're in. Um, did you see the eighth house, eighth house astrology reel just now about mm -hmm. Pluto and Saturn? Yeah. What a beautiful, I just, I mean, I hope we can put this out so that people can hear it in time, but I mean, it, it'll, the, the energy will carry on for a little while, but this idea of the sun meeting Pluto, I'm getting chills thinking about it. And the sun purifying Pluto before Pluto enters this new, um, this new archetype, Aquarius. I don't know. It just, it, it, it just, it felt like this Lord of the Rings moment where like this, this ritual, this, this smudging of, you know, the sun saying, okay, Pluto. And even like, because we treat Pluto with so much like, whoa, but it's like, imagine Pluto though, if we're going to, if we're going to anthropomorphize him, like imagining Pluto as a vulnerable, just as vulnerable as all of us in many ways, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we, we, we tend to put so much power and authority in these planets and it's like, almost like, well, what can I do for Pluto? Like, does Pluto actually need, like Pluto kind of needs us, right? Are you, are you making, are you wincing or are you, <laughs> I can't no, tell. <laughs> I, um, I, I love this. So I, we've switched into a beautiful astrology topic. It's certainly um, top of mind because this year in 2024, Pluto is going to move into Aquarius for good. We had a preview of in it in 2023 hours. in oh, mere yeah. hours, but in, in 2023, Pluto did move into Aquarius for about six weeks and then retreated back into Capricorn for the bulk of the year last year. And, you know, the powers that be uh, were um, a lot was revealed in the second half of 2023. And this is the second foray of Pluto into Aquarius. And the thing that I love about the sun is the sun is the heart. The sun is the beating heart. And the sun is the greatest, the biggest star in our galaxy, right? It's literally giving us life oh. and it's the spotlight. So you worked in Hollywood. I've worked in Hollywood. This is the red carpet. The sun is literally rolling out the red carpet for Pluto. We've got all the photographers there. The spotlight is shining. And absolutely, this, this is part of that, right? So Last year, it was a lot more aggressive. It was much more uh, masculine energy. This the the sort of Pluto kind of burst on the scene, so to speak, um, in Aquarius recording before coming back. And this round is actually a lot more. It's a lot softer um, in terms of the yeah. astrology and the rest of the planets lining up. But part of it is because of this. The sun's opening the door. The sun is rolling out the red carpet. And it's happening quickly, but that energy is still there. And so that's part of why, you know, this week particularly, you know, there's this culmination. So the energy is kind of ramping up and most people don't know what it is. If you're tuned into it, great. If you're not, that's okay too. Um, 
but yeah. there's this deep shift and you know pluto is the the god of the underworld so it's like the sun is saying like hey you can come out from the dark you can come out from the yeah. dark it's safe here there's a new world we're beginning it together and this is into this realm of aquarius which is about community and you know all of us as individuals shining our own unique selves and creating a new life and bringing the future into our current timeline our current reality we have absolutely no idea what's coming but at the same time it's like okay this is happening and then later in the year pluto is going to retrograde back to capricorn from September 1st to November 19th, and then reveal itself for the third and final time to stay in Aquarius for 20 years. Very dynamic, very exciting. It's the it's a new era. It's a whole new generation. And um, hopefully we'll be kinder to one another. Hopefully we'll meet each other where we are and not judge them or try and, you know, dominate or pull some kind of power play over someone, uh, an another person or a community or a group of people, you know, cancel culture, hopefully will like, you know, just disintegrate is my prayer for that. Um, let's give ourselves, give each other a little bit of ease and, um, and love. And we're, you know, coming into this divinity and Aquarian energy where we're we're moving towards this higher frequency of love and uh, communing with, you know, God source or goddess and these higher vibrations. I mean, this is the higher mind that we're tuning into. So even more important to have conversations about astrology and crystal technology and the Davic realm and the cosmic frequencies and the sound waves and you know, our own individual voices that are so powerful, how do we bring them together in new and innovative ways to lift each other up and not tear each other down? Like, and I think in so many ways, people are already doing it. Like, yeah. it's not like we're like, okay, now I'm going to go like, make sure I'm doing this for my neighbors. I, I think people are already doing it. And to your point, you know, Pluto reveals that which is hidden like pluto yeah. is all about you know it's not so much even i want to call it shadow work but it being like okay this is like this is what's underneath this so we want to we want to work i i mean i think pluto can be extremely helpful and um i mean powerful i just when you were talking about the red carpet i just for some reason <laughs> this like was it the end of the elephant man where <laughs> Like they're all applauding him. Like he's like, <laughs> but you know, the thing that really struck me too about this whole Pluto, this purification of Pluto going into Aquarius with the sun. And really, like, I think that's why my week, it was, I wasn't quite ready for the, I'm not, it's been a great week, but like I've definitely had some very quiet, somber moments with myself. Not like, not, not anything even emotional, but just sort of very quiet and thoughtful and pensive and reflective and reflecting on, you know, Remington's been talking a lot about the reverence of Capricorn and the reverence. Um, and really like thinking about the last 15 years and being like, holy fucking shit holy fucking shit. 
like, and I really, I hope we can, we can all do that at some point. Just give yourself a cookie, a medal, you know, an ascension trophy, <laughs> because that was, the, if you think about the last 15 years, I mean, we've all lived our lives and we've all had all the normal, you know, highs and lows of life coming through. And we have had this extraordinarily pressurized planetary movement, you know, Pluto in Capricorn, the structures and the, you know, the, the things we thought we could depend on, the things that we thought we could really lean into that actually had a very rotting foundation to them in some cases or weren't meant to last or whatever. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm kind of in awe. And I think that's why I've been sort of being very slow and huh, like, wow. And you, even when we were talking about attainment and, and manifestation, we talked about that in the other episode, you know, we're so busy thinking we need to attain the next thing and manifest, like manifest, manifest, manifest. It's like, what about what you have already manifested though? Cause I know, I know so many people, hopefully people that are listening to this because, you know, we know a lot of the same people. It's like, look what you have created yeah. in spite of all of that or yeah. in support because of all of, of that. Yeah. Or because of that. I mean, look what even you and I are doing. And I mean, I can see for you, like, just, just, I mean, miles beyond where we were. And we met probably halfway through this, this, I mean, we met about 10 years ago. So maybe like the early right, side, so 10 years, the early side. Yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're a third of the way in, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm awfully proud. Of I know I am so too. Many yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, cause people, people survive things and they thrived things. And that to me is like, and I, I've seen so many people stepping up and really claiming a lot more majesty and really asking a lot more tougher questions of themselves and of the realities around them. And it's been very inspiring to me. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, I know that I know that there's always going to be more shit down the road and that's when I'm very happy. I have my practice. I have my tools. I know, I know my mind pretty well. And, um, and, and, and I think it's good to pause and be like, girl, look, look, look what you did. I love it. All right. We will keep celebrating our wins and, you know, well, wait a pouring minute. love you, on our losses. Your, wait, give me one of your wins. I know. Well, just uh, my sheer existence. <laughs> my sheer existence. My sheer existence. No, I would say this. This is, this is, this is my win. When I started this path. I hate that word. I hate the word journey. I hate that. I hate all of that. So I don't have language for it. So whatever the thing back in the day, I couldn't, it was very hard for me to look forward. I didn't really have anything to look forward to. 
I didn't have a direction. I, di I didn't feel like I had a direction and I couldn't plan anything more than maybe two days in advance. I mean, legitimately people would ask, oh, where are you going to be next month? Or do you want to take this trip? And I was like, I can't plan that trip. I, I don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow. And that was a true situation for me for a very long time. And this year is the first time that I'm planning my year and I'm looking ahead and feeling into what I want to accomplish and what I want to achieve and what I want to broadcast. And it took me from that time to this time was about probably 16, 17 years, probably this entire this entire time of Pluto in, in Capricorn and I'm, I've moved. So yeah, I can absolutely time it to that, to that period, 2008, 2007, 2008, when things were just kind of really dark for me. And I didn't, I didn't know, I couldn't see the, I couldn't see the path forward. And now it's a, just a different, it's a different, I'm completely, I just, I'm completely different. My entire body is different. My, my outlook is different. My energy structure is different. My aura is different. It's, yeah. you know, the words I speak are different. So this is, yeah, there's, it's a whole new world ahead. And then, and I'm just, I'm just getting started. I mean, I truly feel like I, I, this has been the whole period, this, this last 15 years has been very much been a rebirth and it's taken, um, it's, it's been an amazing ride. Would I would never, I would never have, um, I wouldn't turn it in for anything. I, I would, I would hate to do it over again, but I wouldn't miss it. I wouldn't miss any moment for the world. Yeah. That's, I wouldn't want to know what the next moment, I mean, there's, there's things yeah. I wouldn't want to, I don't want to relive. Yeah. And I know that they were, they were necessary. Was it, I think McCall Vega was talking about the, um, what's it called? The MacGuffin in yeah. movies. Yeah. The MacGuffin yeah. is like this, it's like, it's like a plot insert where you have to, it's, you have to insert this to get to the next part of this, to, to move the story. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm hearing you speak and I'm like, oh, you're, you've, you've truly discovered your own power and your, your own empowerment to create your future. Like you can't see it, but you're like, or you couldn't see it, but you're now realizing that you can think it up. Yeah. You can, you can, yeah. you well, can chart it. It's also interesting. Absolutely. And I would also say that even at that time I could do it, but I could do it in such small increments. It was like, that's all I could handle. I could only handle yeah. 24 hours at a time. I couldn't handle yeah. days and weeks and months and years. So somebody would say, what's your five-year plan? You know, you go, go into an uh, uh, interview or whatever, any job interview or something, or even on a date, it used to be like that a lot. Like, where yeah. do you see yourself in five years? And I literally would like choke and want to throw up. And, um, and that's... See, can, I, I, can I interject though? Yeah. I think you knew. I think you knew that your life was going to be like, not, there weren't words and there wasn't even technology in place. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel absolutely. like there were other there was something else. Yeah. There was something else well, I needed to do and I had to go pursue it. 
Yes, but like it's not even like you you could imagine it because I think other entities and other people had to imagine, you know what I mean? I think this is why it's so important that we really take seriously our creative skills because if other people hadn't made the choices they had made, you would not have found yourself at certain points in your own destiny. I mean, we're talking about timelines and like there's so much shifting and there's so much moving that it's like, I think in these moments, because we don't know what's, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow either. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in two weeks. I can have some ideas about what I might do, but like, I think we also have to realize that and trust also, because if something's not showing up the way we think we want it to, or in the time we think we're supposed to be seeing it, there's other like cells are having to rebirth themselves. Like there's a whole, you know what I mean? Like rows have to like read these, the, all these other uh, threads and cords have to be shaping and reshaping. So, but I think you, I think you, you were just, you probably were just giving yourself a shroud of, of, um, I don't know. You, you, you knew that there had to be a bit of a delay because I did. there's no did. way you could have imagined it. All right. We will talk more about this as we move forward through this Aquarian life. And I'm very happy that we are doing this and that we're having these conversations. And I hope that they inspire other people to find their own journey and their own path and really to feel present where they are at this very moment. Cause where they're at now is exactly where they need to be. And if you, so if people want to find us, um, Joanna, we're both on Instagram and we're both developing websites and Joanna, is it Joanna underscore pit? Joanna underscore underscore pit two underscores. Oh, it's a whole thing. Double. It's a vibe. It's a whole thing. And I'm um, the Crystal Situation uh, on Instagram. And that's also my website, one of my websites. And then I have a crystal business. Uh, it's the Liminal and Mineral. The Liminal and Mineral. Joanna's very upset that I have two websites. This is a this is a constant um, com- topic of conversation and consternation. But I have two websites, thecrystalsituation.com and theliminalandmineral.com is also our our Shopify store, which has about 5% of our inventory because I haven't loaded more crystals up. Um, and Joanna, your website is twinfons? Twinfonsastrology.com. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can find okay, me there, great. Instagram, and we've got lots more yes. coming. So stay tuned and we'll see you very, very soon.